following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. show with ron russell bringing you the good times in music fashion pop culture and entertainment we got a great show for you guys today i think you're gonna like really enjoy it it's gonna be a lot of fun um before we get started let's say hi to our cool outrageous man about town co-host mr ron russell how do you do mr star i'm so, fabulous so nice to be on your crappy show if it wasn't for me it would be nothing show <laughs> Anyway, see, I can be mean sometimes, but I don't want to open up a show with a crappy remark like that. Jimmy and I work very hard to make this show what it is, a great success. I'm all dolled up. I've got jewelry on, diamond shoes, brocade, black slacks, this whatever kind of shirt. I'm wearing a black jacket over it. I really hate looking like this. I really hate dressing. I love doing this show in a t-shirt and pajamas, but we're going off to um, a good friend of mine for 23 years, my friend, Danae Montague King, who is the founder of uh, DMK Cosmetics and Products for Skincare, of which I use. He wrote a very interesting book called The Prince of Maybelline, or The Maybelline Prince, I'm sorry. Maybelline was a cosmetic line years ago that was very big. Maybelline made eyebrow pencils, mascara, uh, all kinds of uh, makeup, all kinds of stuff. And she was a very, very a rich, rich heiress who lived in a mansion. Well, she was burned to death or smoked to death in a fire that broke out in her house. Now, was it suspicious? Well, they thought so. Was it murder? Could have been. Uh, who were suspects? Quite a few people. Um, I will tell you more about it after I see the film. If the film follows the book, it, then it doesn't really reveal who, who started the fire. It started in the kitchen. A stove uh, or something in the, uh, the exhaust uh, pipes had uh, cotton or fat or something in it, and it exploded and caused the fire. Anyway, I hope the film follows the book uh, because the book was very good. I enjoyed it. Then there's an after party across the street at the Roosevelt Hotel, which I love going to. And then uh, we drive two hours to come home, exhausted at three in the morning. And tomorrow I'm in a coma for three days because I'm tired. And there you go. That's it, kitties. There you go. It's going to be a lot of fun anyway. We love the, going to the Roosevelt Hotel. I love that and hotel. It's, it's, like, so it's like a old. historic hotel of some sort, yeah. right? Well, Valentino was there. All the movie stars that you could mention from the 1930s and 40s. Uh, it supposedly haunted Marilyn Monroe. Suppose she loved that place. She had a suite there all the time. And supposedly Marilyn Monroe has been seen walking the halls by maids and 
people and stuff. So it's an interesting hotel, very Art Deco, very beautiful. Uh, one of the last landmarks of Hollywood. So we want to give a shout out to the chat room. Um, Teresa Sabin's in the chat room. Tristan from Australia is in the chat room. Uh, Backpack John is in the chat room. Um, also, I we got invited. It's not till August, I think. But there's like, a, I guess the oldest, uh, before the Academy Awards, there was like some kind of Rudy Valentino, like award type thing. And that we got invited as VIP guests. I, I believe that was at the Pantages Theater. So we got invited to that. Uh, That's interesting because um, I, I, I can talk about a lot of those people that I met. Uh, I met a lot of silent movie actors and actresses when they were nobody. Uh, Mae Murray, who was my mother's best friend. Mae Murray was a big star. She worked with Rudolph Valentino. Uh, Mae Murray back in the silent movies was, before Mae West, she was a platinum blonde, sexy tomato type. Uh, yeah, you know, my mother was a, a, a B actress, you know, not, never really amounted to much because my father wouldn't allow it. And her father, old fashioned Italians, they didn't want their daughter or wife to be, as they called it, una putana, because all the women in Hollywood were putanas. They had you know, babies from the act, which is true. I mean, Clark, well, <laughs> Clark Abel, you know, had sex with Loretta Young and made a kid. Joan Crawford was a lesbian. I mean, you know, it just goes on and on and on about the uh, perversity. Is that a word? Perversity for pervert? No. Yeah. Perversity of, so. of Hollywood. You gotta like it's outrageous. It. It's still outrageous, but not so much. I think now because uh, now what, what was done back in the 20s that was lured and outstanding today is common and normal. You know, like people, men dressing up like women back then was considered they needed to be put away in a home, in a crazy house. Now it's called transsexual uh, or transgender, transgender, and it's okay. So Hollywood has really, um, it's not what decadent like it used to be. Anyway, what is this about? Where is it held? I, f I forgot. I don't know. I just got we just got invited to it. Uh, actually, um, who invited us? Um, Zach from Pop Wrapped has invited us. To oh, I have to ask him about this. And because... I, you'll see him soon. Yeah, it should be fun. And and then he's got uh, a friend who has the largest Valentino collection in the world or whatever. And then we're going to get to go and see that. Well, I have a Valentino collection that my mother did since she was 16 years old. I have over 300 uh, 8x10 stills of Rua Valentino. Some of them have never been seen. And I would be very interested in him watching, looking at my collection and telling me what it's worth and possibly he would want to buy it because it's just in my uh, study, rotting away in boxes, you know. Yeah, it, we should put it together and show it to him. Well, it's a wonderful collection. All the newspaper clippings are the original from 1921, two, three, four, five, Rudolph Valentino's funeral is covered with all the newspaper clippings that my mother cut out in the headlines and uh, books that were written about Ruta Valentino. I mean, my mother loved and adored him. She was a teenage girl that was in love with Ruta Valentino, like the world was. Um, I think he kind of made her want to be an actress so that one day she thought she might work with him and meet him. My father would have really had a fit, you know, hot-tempered Italian. He'd have probably killed the both of them but anyway they love your shirt Teresa oh, loves your shirt yeah my shirt change the subject it's a v-neck <laughs> i'm showing my scar my triple bypass scar because i'm proud of it if it wasn't for that scar i would not be here today talking i would be a memory so i'm wearing this very wild shirt that i love 
uh, it looks good with the jacket I'm wearing. It's very, very um, Versace looking. And I like that look. You know, I'm a little old for Versace, but oh, screw it. What nope. can they do? You they, look fabulous. All they could do is throw tomatoes at me and laugh at me. So that has been done before, so it won't be the first time. Um, they actually say they missed my pink glasses. So, so you guys, I used to have all those different colored glasses, and they were fun, but they weren't prescription, and these are actually prescriptions. So, now what uh, are you wearing? You're not wearing those that polka dot shirt. No, I'm not. And the and the cut off shorts <laughs> and the socks that look like the witch from the Wizard of Oz. You got Wizard of Oz. No, socks I'm changing. On. Yeah, I'm gonna. I have everything laid out, so it'll only take me a second. Okay. See, I got dressed because I know I have you yelling. Are you ready yet? Because it takes you a lot longer to get ready. Because I like perfection and I like to look good. I'm not like you. So we haphazard. You go there with your hair all astrewing. My hair just—that's my hair just is astrew. Actually, it looks pretty good though. Well. Anyway, so you guys, we have two fun guests today. We have Jim Meskimen coming on, which I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his name. So you we're never know find how to out. pronounce anybody's name. I don't know why you're in the business. And and uh, he's he's worked on spell tons it, of spell his name M E S K I M E N Meskim Meskimen. No Meskim. No, I don't think it's Meskimen. Well, there's an I in there, so Mes- we're, we're going to ask him when he well, comes it's, on. It sounds like a, a a Jewish name or a Russian name. They said my hair is perfect. I mean, my hair is gorgeous and curly. That's and then we they have, like you. And then we have Mick Manhattan and Casey Ryan Plot from the Scene Snobs coming on. Right, and fun, it should fun, be fun. a lot of fun. And I'm going to announce this a couple of times. But uh, next week we're going to be playing a repeat. Um, the studios is moving locations, and we don't have. I don't have. I didn't set up guests enough to to record it this week. So we're going to play a repeat, and we'll be back on the 27th. Where is um, our studio moving to? I don't know. Just... I wish here. <laughs> I really do. I mean, we transmit out of Florida. Oh, I mean, Missouri. It's in Missouri. They're going to Missouri now? Well, that's where Roxy is. She's in Missouri. You know, we I, love Roxy, we can't guys. Follow, She's the best engineer ever. We lived in Florida, and we used to drive to the studio, which was lovely. And then the studio moved to Pennsylvania somewhere, and then we moved to Pennsylvania, and we stayed in the house and built the studio in the basement. Then uh, Dean took it out to California. That's a he, different station, though. With another station. We've been flying all over the place. Anyway, we're here. Yeah, we're like 14 years. I think we're probably next to Dean's show. It's probably the oldest show on the station. Right. You got to like But we've been it. all over. And we're so happy because we love Roxy as our engineer. She's fabulous. We've had all good and, engineers. Uh, of course, we must never forget Chad. Chad, who, who was our our first our first and our sweet dear friend and, and for like 10 him. years too yeah and, and we like loved him very much and we lost him to neglect neglectful diabetes so folks if you're a diabetic please control yourself he thought that he could uh cure diabetes by drinking fruit juice and healthy foods but he didn't realize that the juices had more sugar in it than anything else. And he passed away from complications from diabetes, a very young, handsome, muscle-bound, strappy guy who we loved very much. And he was a great, great, uh, that beautiful voice he had, one of these lovely, for those of you out there who have been with us for the last 14 years, you know who he is. Absolutely. In memory of, we miss you. And we're happy to have Roxy. Of course we, we love are. her. Of course we are. So also, you guys, B. Claudia just joined us from Germany. Hello, B. How are you? And uh, we're... B, thank you for the concern. Um, I'm still interviewing. I'm, I'm neurotic. I'm insane. I'm still meeting with veterinarians. I think they're out of their minds. If 
if, if Astro needs a tooth or two removed, they want to charge us $800 per tooth on a little poodle dog that the tooth is not the size of a string. <laughs> so, you know, veterinarians today are cruel and criminal and expensive. How many animals are put to sleep because the people couldn't afford to pay the veterinarian to cure their animal? This is, in a way, a horrible situation that I intend to address soon when I get enough people behind me. We need veterinarian care that the government should pay for. So for those of you out there who don't have $800 per tooth and three or four teeth have to be taken out, and if not, your dog will die from gum poisoning. I mean, it's criminal. They just are insane. I mean, a checkup for the dog, a tooth, teeth cleaning is six or seven hundred dollars. Seven fifty. Seven fifty just to clean the dog's teeth. Eight hundred dollars per tooth to take out. Then they charge you for the blood work, and I mean you could spend four or five thousand dollars on your pet. I mean that's ridiculous. Most people don't spend that on their own health care. So we've got to somehow everyone in the in this country that loves their animals get together and say, hey, Mr. Biden. You give plenty of money away to every other country. So how about you give some to dog care? There you go, because Astro's our baby looking at and we in. Can, And we can have in every state a, a, a center that you go to with your pet. And of course, they'll charge you, but they'll charge you minimal. Maybe like 15 or $20 a tooth, something like that. So I just feel that this country is getting crazy. Gasoline, food, everything is just going through the roof. I don't know how people afford it. I mean, I mean, I was saying we should get dog insurance because the, the dog insurance of doesn't cover everything. My darlings, if you read dog insurance, dog insurance is good if your dog gets hit by a car. But if you want to have your dog's teeth cleaned or any of that, it's a minimum uh, amount of money they take from the bill. It's still a horrific bill. So instead of being three thousand, it'll be twenty two hundred, which is still insane. But we're going to be paying it anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, luckily we're in a position, thank God, you know, that we can afford it. But if we could not afford it, and my little boy here needs that, I would go rob a bank. I would do boy. anything. No, for my Astro, I would, I would do anything. Look at how cute he is, you I guys. Go, I go sell my body on the corner. I could make like maybe two dollars gift change, <laughs> and add it up. You know, save. <laughs> That's so funny, $2. Well, Look at how cute he is. Okay, give, don't do that. I don't want to show everybody your penis. No, let him let them see. He's <laughs> cute. It's such a tiny, cute little birdie he's got. My honey. <laughs> I, would do, I would murder for my dog. I would, I would do anything for my Astro. I would sell my, I don't know what, my, 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 my everything I would sell because I don't want anything to happen to him. But anyway, B, thank you so much for your concern. You're a genuinely kind woman. And you, your concerns are about all people and all animals, and that makes you top in my in my book, baby. Gotta like love it. Um, okay, so then also we want to do a quick commercial, so you can see the Jimmy Star Show on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. Also, you guys, if you are on Apple Podcasts or if you have an Apple account. Please leave a review for the show. I'm trying to get reviews. We have 515. Almost all of them are five-star reviews. And uh, so we'd love it if you guys would leave a review for us on we don't We didn't get Apple any. Podcasts. We didn't get any like you two are so filthy you shouldn't be on the air. You're disgusting. We got one, bad you're, you're, one. You're going to hell because you're so disgusting. 
We got one. We did. What did they say? I <laughs> forgot what it said. It said that it reminds me of a dirty, uh, of a dirty show, kind of like. Uh, and I can't take those down. What's the guy who's going to is in jail for like molesting women? Oh, that's terrible. You can't compare us to that. <laughs> I mean, that's really a sick. Wine, what's his name? Weinberg or whatever. Oh, yeah, I, I knew him. Harvey. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Harvey. It's... Harvey Weinstein. I met him. They said is... after listening to the show, they felt dirty. <laughs> well, then, you know what? You know what? Don't listen to the show. Don't watch the show and sit home and masturbate because you need to relax. But that was just one out of 515. So right. But anyone who that's does, somebody who doesn't listen, like us. Listen, listen, listen. Of course, they're jealous. jealous. Yeah. Listen, I watch TV every night because I have to. That's my business. If I'm not happy with what I see on a program, I simply switch it. And I don't make any comments about it because one man's meat is another man's poison. So a show that I may not like, a hundred people love. Sex in the City, I never thought was coming back. I found that to be a little creepy. And guess what? Sex in the City is coming back. So with all the millions of people who said it's not the same, it's vulgar, it's trashy, it's 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 messagey, whatever, it's coming back. That's why we have freedom of choice. And this person who wrote that comment obviously had no respect for either one of us and the position that Jimmy and I hold. We are the number one web show in the world three years holding emmy nominated and also we have one billion downloads and over five million viewers so i guess one person that has a stupid opinion like that totally offensive to compare me to i i, I knew harvey weinstein he really wasn't a bad guy <laughs> tell you the truth you asked me i uh, so i told you they only have one no, let me talk about harvey weinstein harvey weinstein was no better than any other producer I was at a cocktail party about 1970-something, and I overheard one producer who I will not mention, a very famous producer, say to another person, Debbie Reynolds, I'm not going to get that old douchebag. And I stood aback. I thought, oh, my God, they're calling Debbie, my buddy, and I love Debbie. She's a friend of mine. They're calling Debbie Reynolds a douchebag? Hollywood has no respect for women or people. You just, you're, you're meat. You know, they put you in a movie, you make money, great. You don't make money, goodbye, you're gone. Absolutely. So Harvey Weinstein was no different than any of the producers that I knew years and years ago. Half of the girls that I knew, look at my good friend Diane Parkinson from The Price is Right. Bob Barker was jumping on her all the time, and he threatened her. If you don't go to bed with me you're not going to be on the show the price is right so you see it's been going on for centuries suddenly they brought it to light now like it's a new thing you know when i was young i was good looking and sexy i was propositioned a few times by people in the business hey ron you want a part i got a good part come up you know i lived in in hollywood at the time let's go to palm springs for the weekend to my place and i knew what that would be all about and I looked at the guy and I thought to myself, I'd rather, you know, put chew thumbtacks than, than go to bed with that ugly looking, disgusting creature. Anyway. And I wouldn't do it anyway for a part. So you got to like love it. That's so, a person's opinion. We want to say hi to Tristan, too, because Tristan hasn't joined us from Australia lately. So we want to see Tristan. How are you? What's going on in Australia? Hope all is hope all is well. How um, are the kangaroos. I like kangaroos. 
I love kangaroos. I think they're adorable. But did you know they could kick you in the face and kill you and punch you? That's true when they box. Right, right, Tristan? A kangaroo, if it kicks you, can kill you? Like a horse? I don't know. Like a horse. It's a, it looks like a rabbit. I know. That's what I think kangaroos are from the rabbit family. They look like big rabbits, bunnies, but they're, they're, I think they're adorable. I love llamas also. Llamas are so pretty. When I was in uh, London, in England, I went to my friend's uh, farm, and he had llama and sheep. And, oh, I went down to see them. And when I came back, he said to me, uh, Ron, take your clothes off, throw them in the washing machine, and take a shower because you stink. Those animals, sheep and llama, smell so bad, especially when you're walking around in their manure. Not a pretty scent. So we're going to bring on our first guest. Good. And uh, we're going to let Roxy bring him in. Hello, hello. Greetings. Sorry to be late. How are you? We're, we're fantastic. So how do I pronounce your last name? I don't know. How do you pronounce it? Mescamen. That's right. That's how I ah, pronounce it. Aha, see, Mescamen. So we, we already have agreement. This is great. This is a miracle because he's so bad with names. <laughs> I mean, he, he really can't pronounce last names. Every week well, we scored, have a problem. He scored right away on mine, so that's well, I great. Think he, I think we worked on it for a while. Okay, so hold on. Now we'll do our official intro. Hey, Astro. Hey, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented Jim Meskimen. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for those kind words. We're excited to have you. Before we get started, let me introduce you, everybody. This is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. How Ron, are you? Nice to meet we, you. We've got a lot of good stuff to talk about. It's going to be fun. You know, we're a conversation show. We don't ask stupid questions like most interviewers. Just think you're in Brooklyn now in the projects in my house, and we're having coffee and Entman's crumb cake. And we're just sitting around bullshitting like buddies do. Okay. All right. Well, I, Except I for we're in Palm Springs now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I left the Red Hook Projects about 80 years ago. <laughs> really? I'm 82. And I left, wow. the, I left that wow. project 80 years They probably years. have a shrine up to you there. They do. They absolutely do. No, I, when I think about it, I can honestly say I left Brooklyn 80 years ago. Jesus. Wow. That's scary. That's that is amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, but how do you get here so quickly is what I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> you sound like you just left Brooklyn a, a month ago. I do. I go back because oh. I make money. This is when I work. They all want they pay for my accent because it's an antique New York Brooklyn accent. Oh, so okay. I'm cast. I'm cast in movies all the time as a mafia guy, you know, tough guy from New York. Tough guy New I, York. Sure, sure. I understand that. Yeah, it's, no, really. it's, it's a real, uh, you know, it's a no, 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 no. Anyone that anyone that tries to do it, I cringe. Yeah. Because they don't do it correctly. You have oh, to okay. really be raised there to know how to do it. Right. There's a certain sing song. Hey, wait, it. where are you from, Jim? I'm from uh, I'm from Los Angeles, but I oh, lived in New York and Manhattan for ten years. I, right, I but Manhattan years. Manhattan speaks better. They speak new, <laughs> real English. <laughs> real English. Real hold English. on, hold on. So we have a chat room full of people. Just say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everyone in the chat room. Hello. There you go. That was good. So, by, by the way, so you guys, you can follow Jim on Instagram, and his, his Instagram is at Jim Pressions, J-I-M-P-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S, and I'm assuming because you're a voiceover artist and you do a million voices, that's why you're called Jim Pressions on yeah, Instagram? Yeah, that's, that's kind of my thing. You know, I, I, I'm best known for uh, doing people like George W. Bush. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> that was the president. He was also from, uh, from Brooklyn. 
You can tell it in my voice. <laughs> Bush, Bush was, he's not from Brooklyn. <laughs> he's joking. God. Oh, 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 I don't know. <laughs> you know, I never liked Bush, so I never followed much about him. So hang on, you guys. I want to do some bragging for Jim a little bit. So, so uh, you guys, first of all, as a voice artist, he's in every major, like, cool cartoon that you've ever seen, especially I'm a superhero freak um, uh, and I collect all the action figures, but uh, some of the ones he's in Batman, the Dark Knight Returns, Big Top Scooby-Doo, Justice League Doom, Justice League Crimson to Crisis on Two Earths. He's also a voiceover actor in a ton of great movies like X-Men First Class, Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Um, He's done all kinds of great things. And uh he's 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 worked which we'll talk on about some of the films and stuff that you've like uh worked on because you've been in so many of them um and and another claim to fame that you have is that your mom is actually the mom of my generation um marion ross from happy days the golden globe emmy nominated actress so you come from good stock and congratulations on her success and your success thank you thank you i just saw her she's doing great she said sends her love says hi that's awesome. Good. Say hi back because I came near to meeting her once. Near to meeting. Well, Good. at the studio, she yeah. w- she was walking with the other lady. Um, oh my God, the actress, uh, and they were rushing by me quickly, and I sort of said hi, and they waved, <laughs> and they, they walked by. Who was the other actress? She's had a TV show also. Oh God, I can't think of her name. Anyway. Your mother well, looked terrific. You know, she's yeah, really, she still does. she's really she's, little. I didn't know she was such a frail looking woman. Well, well, she's not really. Fr- I, fr- no, compa- I'm six foot. So anybody that's under no, that's not see. frail. Okay. You see, well, by those standards, tiny. Yeah, by I, those I don't, standards, maybe we're not frail. frail is the wrong word. That means tiny. That frail means, means ill. What I meant, what I meant, no, 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 wrong word. See, from okay. Brooklyn, we don't know anything. Let's no, I, I meant, I meant she was very feminine and light and, and that's, little. That's you know what I mean? Better. Yeah. No, Petite. but that's what I was going for. Not, not sickly frail. No, I. On on film, she appears much larger, much bigger, and much uh, uh, stronger. Taller. Yeah, depending yeah. on how closely you're sitting to the screen. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, so many. Now, were you ever on Happy Days? I was. I was one time when I was 17. My mom helped me get a job, and I'm in the famous Jump the Shark episode. Oh, wow. I'm the, I, one, who, I'm, I'm the one who says that there is a shark. I'm the first person to mention that there is a shark penned up out in the ocean that was later that? on Fonzie jumps over with water skis. Uh, he jumps over a, a shark. Cool. Yeah, it was Is great. this news to you? Well, you know what? When your show, when your mother's show came out, I was already old. I so my, ch- my children watched it. I didn't okay. because it was a kid show for me. I was okay. already in my 40s. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe late 40s. Probably late 40s. I was I was I watched it. She was like the mom like that was like the family I wanted to be a part of when I was growing up. So I thought it was like fabulous. And so was that the beginning? Like how long have you actually been working in Hollywood? Was that the beginning of your acting career? Uh, You know, I don't really count that because that was, uh, you know, just me getting in the show. I think it had more to do with mom's uh, uh, pull than with my acting ability. And it doesn't take a lot of acting ability to run. Say, they got a shark out there. It's got to pend up before Marine Land come to pick it up. <laughs> you, you still remembered your line. That's oh, pretty yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Listen, I worked on that one. When, when, on you, that when one. you talk to your mother, tell your mother, we would love to have her come on our show because I have so many of the vintage Hollywood actresses and I consider her a vintage Hollywood actress because she did work in film before she did Happy Days. 
So she, so she's an actress of vintage quality. And yeah. I was dear friends with Jane Russell and uh, all of the big movie stars of that era. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Lauren Bacall was a bud. So I grew up in that era. And I'm so happy that I did because I was around all the big stars of Hollywood when Hollywood was golden. And I consider your mom part of that golden era of Hollywood. Definitely. Uh, she worked with Cary Grant, Noel Coward. I mean, Tony oh, my Curtis. God, she's got to she's got to come on the show. We love Cary Grant. I adore, never well, met, never met him. You never met Cary Grant, but you can have an opportunity right now. We can pretend yeah. it on Cary Grant. <laughs> what would you ask? Uh, what would you ask Cary Grant, Ron? What would you say? I would say to Cary Grant, when I was growing up, I wanted to be Cary Grant. <laughs> I wanted to look like him, dress like him, have his suaveness, his beautifulness. He was a fabulous uh, personality. And, and, I would love and he was gorgeous. And, and it's a famous quote of Cary Grant said, even he would like to be Cary Grant. <laughs> I think Cary Grant did say that once, that he, he would like he would like to I, be Cary Grant. I was Cary Grant. Yeah, because right. he, he portrayed he this, uh, this incredible, exactly. sexy yeah. world. Well, I'd love to talk to your mother about that, being with Cary Grant. Nobody knows these things. They think that Marion Ross was just the mom on uh, on your on that show. Happy days. Happy days. But no, she was a vintage. She was around for quite. When did your mom start working? Back in the thirties, forties? No, she was born in twenty eight. So they, so she, she was born. Little, in yeah, she didn't start working until she was in her twenties, and uh, she was on contract to Paramount. So that would be you know early fifties. Early well, that's, yeah, that's, so they're that's similar my in age. era. My God, that's my era. I'm yeah, I'm going to be eight. I'm going to be eighty-two next month. Oh, okay. Well, she's ninety-three. God bless her. She's ninety-three. Yeah, and she's retired, so she's not really even doing too much. Uh, I think she's got to come on the show. We could talk about the old days in Hollywood. I I'll mean, I knew. So, I mean, I knew so many of the stars that she must have known. The parties I went to, the 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 award shows. I mean, it was your mom and so I. So we'll could, see if we can work. No, it we out. could really bring to to the to five million five million people that watch us weekly. We could bring to them what it was like to live in the world when Hollywood was golden and rich and elegant and wonderful. I like love it. Because so Hollywood to today, him. I mean, look at the crap that goes on in Hollywood today. It's just so unnecessary and so trashy. No, back in those days, nobody would behave as some of them do today. Nobody would dare. Oh, what was that? Somebody beeping me. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, don't you agree with that? I mean, Cary Grant would never behave like some of the people behave today. No, no, you're absolutely right, Ron. You've hit the nail on the head, old boy. <laughs> I like that. So have you always been good at voices? Like, how did you? Because, like, I mean, you, you're you an actor, actor, and a voice actor. So you kind of have the best of both worlds. Yeah, like, you know, I'm lucky. I've got a lucky career. I do Colonel Sanders uh, for the KFC brand. So, I, you know, I duplicate uh, Harlan Sanders. And uh, I've done, uh, you know, characters uh, in animation and stuff. But I, like you said, I'm an actor. So what I like to do is do parts in TV and film. The current project that I'm just finishing up is the Big Door Prize. It's a new show on Apple that will probably start up maybe in October. And, uh, and that's what's that about? Comedy. What's that about? What's that show about? Well, it's about it's a fun story. It's a comedy. It's about a, uh, a small town in the south, and uh, this fortune-telling machine drops into the grocery store one day. It just appears. Nobody knows where it came from. And it, uh, it basically, for, for a couple of bucks, it'll tell you uh, your, your true destiny. So this town, the people in the town get addicted to this machine. They find out what their true destiny is as individuals. And it's so usually so different from what they're actually doing that it creates this big upheaval and a lot of comedy. 
I love it. You know, Twilight Twilight Zone did one with the Sh William Shatner, where he right. was in a little, uh, uh, I think it was a diner, and the devil came through the uh, machine and was telling him his fortune. I love that one. So I'm going to love your show because it's fantasy. It takes us away from reality, right. which we need today. We need more fantasy. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's going to be fun. And it's comedy. I mean, which, you know, I write, so I know what you could write about that. That's a funny plot. Mm -hmm. You could really run with that, baby. You could do some good stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm looking. When, when is it? When is it coming on? Give me it again. Uh, the rumor is October. I don't know. I haven't seen it. And what's it called again? The Big Door Prize. The Big Door Prize. Sometime in the fall, folks. We all have to watch. So now, it. Are, are you the actual voice of the thing? No, 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 no. Oh. I play a character. I play a character. <laughs> okay. It doesn't so, have a voice, to my knowledge. It just has these little cards. It's oh, okay. Right. That's, that's, that, yeah. that's what they, they used to have them, you know. In, Oh, what's that? That's Sorry. That's okay. That's his phone. That's oh. my phone this time. <laughs> oh, I thought I was hearing bells. You were. You were hearing bells. Yeah. No, I so, thought the heavenly angels. It's only when you hear bells and nobody else hears them that you got to No, I thought the heavenly angels were oh, calling them. The oh. They're asking if you do female impressions, too. I do a Ariana Huffington from the Huffington Post, if you listen to her. <laughs> and and Dame Judi Dench is also right in my wheelhouse. If you oh, know. yeah, Judy. I, I love her. Really, I yeah. love Judy we, we love Judy as an actress. But I, yeah, but I don't do a lot of female voices because it always sounds like you're making fun of them a little bit, and I'd rather right. kind of emulate them with respect. They want to know, how did you know that you could do that? Well, I discovered it over years that I, it was something that I love to play with. And because I grew up in an acting household, you know, we would do voices and accents and characters and stuff. And it wasn't until later when I was in my 20s, that I realized, you know, I've been working on this a long time. I have a little bit of a leg up on on this market and this skill. So I started auditioning for commercials and, and uh, TV voiceovers in New York when I was there in the in the early uh so 80s. that's when you learned to talk like from Brooklyn right yeah exactly that's where I met people like I mean, people from Brooklyn I even lived in believe it or not I lived in Brooklyn for like a month so, yeah but you know what when I work I really put it on and I speak like this get over here what are you doing over there I don't know what you're up to come on I can't fool around like this no more what are you doing get over here he does a lot of cheesy horror movies I mean so. you know I'm gonna <laughs> Blow your brains out in two minutes with my gun. What do you think? It's a fake gun. I it's a real gun, you know. I'm gonna kill you one day, you yeah, stupid joke. You're scaring the dog. My dog is scared. <laughs> but that's what I'm supposed to do in the movies. Now they I was in a film where one of the fellas, he was a sweetheart of an actor. I was working with, he said, Ron, teach me how to do that. Well, have you ever tried to teach anybody how to do an accent? <laughs> It's it's tricky. Yeah, they really have to want to. And they stink and they can't do it. And you get frustrated and you keep saying, repeat after me. I don't know no more. I don't know and, no more. Right. And the guy and the guy would say, I don't know anymore. I'd say, no, 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 no. It's I don't know no more. No more. No more. I don't no know. More. No more. Yeah, I worked, uh, I've, I've worked with professional dialect coaches a couple of times to kind of hone in on accents and things like that. Yeah, and they've asked me the whole to do science. That. Yeah, they, they, How many voices do you think you can do? More than 12. I don't know. I don't keep track. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And, and it's always growing. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm always listening and, and trying to add to my repertoire. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about some of the acting stuff that you've done. So you yeah. guys, some of the things that um, you have seen Jim in, he was in There Will Be Blood, The Punisher, Domestic Disturbance. I love that movie. Battlefield Earth, which got terrible oh, I reviews, loved, but I loved I it. Loved Battle. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Great Magnolia, movie. Magnolia, Lost and bad, Found, The Other Sisters. bad sister. reviews, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it, too. I thought it was high camp. 
And then you guys, he's been in five Ron Howard films, including the well, including the five are the paper, Apollo 13, Frost Nixon, Ed TV, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So oh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, a classic. I mean, that yeah. movie plays for it's gonna be played for another hundred years. I have a six foot Grinch actually that we put yeah. out every year for and Christmas. And it's a really good movie. Ron wow. did a, Ron did a brilliant job with that. Yeah, he really did. He really, really. did. He's, you, well, he's a talent. Are you, at, are you at the point where you still have to audition or do you pretty much like get things just because of your experience? You know, I get offered things occasionally, but mostly I have to audition, which I don't mind. I, I, I enjoy working on characters. And now we're all doing auditions from home. So we have a room set up where my wife and my daughter and I, we're all actors. So we take turns helping one another with auditions. And well, that's nice. Yeah, we got a little team. So we all kind of. Uh, circle the wagons and uh, and pound out those auditions as fast as we can. And it's fun. So do you have a certain film that is like or one or two films that have stand out more as like a highlight of some of the, your favorite things that you've done? Oh, sure. Well, you know, I worked on a series called Parks and Recreation and I got to Great be show. A, on that show about six or seven times. And uh, I always enjoyed being on that show. It's a funny show, good hearted show, very silly and, and funny. And uh, I always had fun stuff to do in it. For, for for TV, I'd say that's that's been uh, about the most fun. And then on films, Apollo thirteen, great movie, inspiring, uh, true events. I learned a lot about the space program. I worked for Ron, my friend Ron Howard, and uh, yeah, it was a, a terrific experience. So that that always stands out, and everybody's seen it too. Oh, everybody's seen it. Actually, everybody's seen The Grinch too, probably. And yeah. I love Frost Nixon. So yeah, uh, that was now. Good question: too. If your mother were, if your mother was not an actress. Would you have thought about being an actor? Uh, I might have. You know, that's a good question. Uh, but I w I'm also a visual artist, so I was a cartoonist and, a, and an illustrator. Uh, I taught myself how to how to do that stuff. And I worked for Hanna-Barbera, and I worked for Rankin Bass as an illustrator in animation. Uh, and then I got paint, uh, real classical oil painting training as well in my 20s before I wow. became an actor. So I would probably be doing something in the visual arts exclusively. Now, are you a Gemini? I'm not. Oh, so you sound like a Gemini. <laughs> I know. No, no, Gemini. You know, I, I grew up a lot of Gemini, so I took on their accent. Multi, multi-talented <laughs> people, Gemini. They, they're master of all. Um, well, I'm, so you, I'm you, a master you, of a couple. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you film. You know, you have quite a few attributes. Come on, don't, don't. You're like you. killing it, actually. Hey, I got some attributes. Okay, I got some attributes. Yeah, I, see, I I'm said. I'm not like, a guy who doesn't have any attributes. I got a couple. Now you. Now I will speak proper English because I'm capable of doing so. I can enunciate and properly speak without saying, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't care. We're just sitting around your house having bagels and coffee. Uh, no, no, we have bagels. And, and did you ever have Entenmann's crumb cake? Yeah, sure. Oh, my God. The powder. This, oh, I only go to New York. The first thing I do when I go off the plane is I scream to my friends, where's my Entenmann? So now they greet us with a box of Entenmann's and I eat it in the car. White the last powder, time we were in white New York, powder we all over home. me. I don't give a shit. We brought I two of them it. home the last time we. <laughs> I had my 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 Starbucks coffee and my Entenmann's crumb cake, and and I'm happy. I like love it all. So so let me ask you a question, because like I'm a huge, um, like like my two my two favorite kinds of movies are superhero movies and horror movies. Mm. Um, and I collect all the action figures from it, and I only collect a few comic books. I used to when I was young, but you you got to decide one thing or another because I don't I can't afford to do both, and I like the action figures. Uh, but you've been in so many different 
you know, especially Batman, because Batman's my thing. Like I collect Batmobiles and stuff oh. like so I've got all kinds of cool stuff. So how is it like being in all those and like, do you like I'm sure like do you go to autograph signings and stuff for all that kind of stuff? Because there's such a huge fan base to that, that that whole voiceover, you know, uh, cartoon type thing. Yeah. You know, I uh, I uh, I've been to Comic-Con a couple of times, but mostly as a speaker, I have never really uh, delved into the autograph signing thing. A lot of the times the parts I have are not. Uh, so grand, but I did play Ultron quite a few times in games and on TV, and that's a pretty major Marvel character. Uh, I've got a, another big project coming out that I can't even, I don't think I can even articulate it. I cannot even say the words, but it's a its a big franchise that I have a really big role in. But uh, it, it's fun to be part of things like Batman and those series. Now, I'm not a gamer, so you know, when these performances are done, I, they're out of my hands and I never really get to interact with them at all. But I, you know, I know that people, the gaming is huge. It's bigger. Yeah, than gaming people. is huge. Now, every actor I know, and I know plenty, when we talk, I say, what are you most comfortable performing as? That's a question for you. What, what character are you most comfortable performing as? Well, I, gee, I, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of comfort comfort uh no, the, the most in other words when you get a script you go oh this is a cinch i got this down pat i don't even have to work on my character <laughs> well i always i always work on the character and that that is the job that was good that was a good answer <laughs> yeah but it, but it didn't satisfy my question it, 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 didn't, it didn't satisfy my I question like, i tell you I, I, ron i like a variety i do like changes but I you don't have like one that. special i don't i don't See, I, I play, I play, I play priests. They, they make mm -hmm. me play priests, which I don't understand how I play a priest. Because you look good. Well, and mafia all the time. So I'm very comfortable when I play a hood, a racketeer. Mm -hmm. uh, it comes Thank easy you, Rachel. Thank you. She enjoyed me on Whose Line Is It Anyway. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for having oh, I forgot what? about that. Yeah, that you were on the British version of that, right? I was on the British version of Whose Line Is It Anyway. And uh, yeah, they came to New York in like 19... 91 to uh scout talent and i was on the british version and that was a lot of fun speaking yeah, of i love, I love when the brits speak american and the americans speak brit yeah you know yeah. i mean michelle uh dockery dockery is dockery Do is english and quite english and when she does television here she's so american i i don't even hear the littlest bit of english so how you are you wait, if you, you know wait, finish, wait i'm not finished if you do english do we hear american in it i don't know you'll have to see if if i start talking in an english accent like a london accent like this i mean you're gonna have to pick it apart yourself and scrutinize every syllable and find out if I really have a flaw or not. Now, your British no, it's good. members it's of your good. audience would probably detect, you know, just the slightest bit of... Right. Uh, of, they uh, love it. Of, uh, no, it's good. It sounds era, good to me. But, sounds um, good to me. All right. Good enough, then. I would cast you as an Englishman. You could do I've it. Been, I've been cast before as English people and, and by casting people who didn't know that I was American. So that was very... That makes you feel very chuffed. It's nice. Absolutely. Do you know... Um, uh, can you do an Irish accent? I can, in fact. Yes, in fact, uh, yeah. recently I've had to adopt an Irish accent for a role I was doing with. I, I can't tell you which one it was. But, um, yeah, and, you know, I have the Irish in my family, so it's really not 
the most difficult for me, not the most challenging. I love it. And once, 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 you, once you do an Anglo accent, they're all, they all Scottish, Irish, they all come easy. We had Patrick Bergen on the show two weeks ago when he was in Ireland when we had him on, and he was great. And do you know Olivia, D Olivia Dabo? Oh, I know the name. I know the name. She's a voice. So she's an actress, actress, but she's all like like you. She does both. Uh, but she's also been a character in a whole bunch of like, I think, DC and Marvel stuff. And so I just mm -hmm. thought maybe you would like know her. So it's very cool. OK, so here's a, a question I like to ask because you have such a, a huge, a huge resume. resume? resume. Um, yes. You're, oh, I like that accent, too. So you have a huge resume. So I let me, that, wait, let me hear you do French. Parisian. Just repeating what your friend said, uh, have a huge resume. It's, uh, fabulous. fabulous. Maybe resume is a French word originally. I don't know. Very good. Excellent. And, and quickly, that's how your brain works. That's good. I like love it. So so being in the industry for such a long time, uh, bucket list. Number one, a, a male and female actor that you've never had an opportunity to work with yet that you think would be fun to work with. And then number two, if you could have been in any movie ever made in history, what movie would you have liked to been in? Oh, you know, I would have loved I, I'll answer that second one first. I, wouldn't it have been great to be in Jaws? I, I would have loved to have been in Jaws. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good one. And you would have done well with an English or Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, you could have told me. Let me, let me, wait, let it's me, not let me. a shark reference. They've got a what? shark out there. They've got it uh, penned up until Quint can go and stick a harpoon through it. <laughs> <laughs> And as far as uh, very actors, good, excellent, you're hired. Right. As far as uh, uh, I would, I, I really admire. Uh, there's a lot of actors and actresses I admire. I'd love to work with Christoph Waltz, the great Christoph Waltz. Yes. He's an Academy Award winner two times, which is you know a, tr a tremendous testament to his uh, ability <laughs> and uh, popularity. You don't, you don't quit, do you? That's fabulous. <laughs> I mean, you could, no, he's such a no, talent. You know, it's nice if somebody calls up and he doesn't want to talk to them. He could say, oh, and he's, not at, he's not at home yet. And when he's not here, could you leave a message? Would you call back again? <laughs> he's very, very busy. Wait, wait, I want to see what would female. you like to work with? Uh, Helen Mirren, I adore her. Yes, I'd love to work with Helen Mirren. She seems very, very charming and um, wonderful actress. Uh, yeah, terrific actress. Yeah, but let him pick it. one that he wants to work with. That's the one you want to work with. I mean, uh, she's fabulous. I love Helen. Yeah, she's uh, well. I'd love to work with. I, I tell you what, I'd like to be in a big movie with my wife or daughter. They're both actors, and they're both. Oh, we, let's actors. talk about them. We we didn't know yeah, that. Tamara Meskimen, my wife, Tamara Meskimen. Uh, we've been married almost 35 years. It'll be wow. 35 years in May. Congratulations. Has, uh, thank you. And she started uh, 12 or well, 15 years ago, she started an acting school here in Los Angeles. It's very good. It's called the Acting Center. And, and where, where is it? Where can we get to it? Well, you're going to have to take a plane. You, Rob. <laughs> no, no. Well, right, you, can I, also, you can also go online. Isn't that nice? You can yes. go online. No, we, we, live in, we live in Palm Springs. Her studio is in L.A. Yeah, it's in LA. Okay, okay, but you know it's a schlep. Uh, I'm anyway. You can go to theactingcenterla.com, and um, I'll type that in. Um, yeah, she'll put it up there for everybody. Theactingcenterla.com. Yeah, because we have a lot of young actors that are looking for for teachers and places to go to. So if you post it, I'm sure yeah. we we can get a right lot of there. students to go. 
Yeah, so she it's the only acting center, school in the world, I think, that uh, has eliminated entirely this whole thing of the guru teacher that knows everything and has exactly. to tear you a new one in order to break you down and turn you into the actor that they think you ought to be. That so they stinks. have drills and you work the whole class time. And, uh, uh, you know, people get a lot of benefit out of it. I study there. Uh, I've gotten a lot of how to create a character, really feel confident, how to learn your lines more easily, all the things that real actors actually do, successful actors actually do. And none of the uh, the horse crap, uh, if you will, of, of these classes where they talk endlessly to you or they tell you old stories or they, you know, they, they pick apart your work and criticize the hell out of you because that's just it's not professional. The professional way is the way they teach it at the acting. No, scene. that that technique is not teaching it's critiquing and there's a difference between teaching and critiquing i have never taken an acting lesson in my life and my daughter deirdre i told her never take a lesson either you are or you aren't it's inborn great actors they i mean hollywood she didn't want him get he didn't Carrie, want her to get wrecked no carrie grant yeah, never, no carrie grant never took a lesson no one i know back in the old days but there are people out there that have talent but they're they're afraid and they need to go to a teacher who can bring out their talent, not critique their talent. And I agree yeah. with you. Exactly. I hope, yeah. I hope your wife does that. She brings out their talent. She doesn't um, critique it. Well, that's it. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying it's the only school that doesn't do that. They just run the students through drills. So the, drill, the, 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 the people practice, you get to practice things. And then if you're satisfied, that's it. There's no discussion about, well, you know, you may like that, but that really is not good. So that's all been eliminated. And it's a uh, it's a really successful school. People go online now and they take classes from as far away as South Africa, Australia. Wow. And uh, they're very professional people and they're doing very well. And it's I, I know from my own experience, it's a whole lot of fun. But the actual physical school you asked me before, it's in uh, Sherman Oaks uh, in the okay. Valley. Sherman Oaks, California. Off of Ventura Boulevard, on it? Exactly, right off of Ventura Boulevard in okay. Sherman Oaks. In Sherman Oaks, which is very convenient, all of you kids out there that we know who live in uh, Studio City, Jesus, you could walk there. Yeah. I, a few I'm talking about who have asked me for acting schools that I would recommend. Uh, I would look into this one because I like what he has said, that uh, it's they, they're not going to tell you how bad you are or what you should do. What they do is they tell you, show me Teach what you. you can do and let's do it better. So That's one interpretation, the other is pretty close to what I said. <laughs> yeah, no, no, close I'm just, I'm, no, I'm close doing enough. it. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking to certain friends out there that watch our show. Okay. Uh, okay you cool. know, that this, uh, they believe in me. Yeah. I mean, did you ever, did you ever watch the TV show, the Kaminsky method? I watched a couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that um, shows you a crappy teacher. No, but it was a very funny show though. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it works very well in the entertainment realm to have a crappy drama teacher like uh, Barry. Henry Winkler is in Barry. He plays this horrible yes. teacher and it's very I, amusing I, to watch, but you wouldn't want to go through it yourself. Right. No, I think you're he, right. I think the character was actually making fun of the teacher. I don't think they were making you think it was serious. Can you, uh, uh, can you do a German accent? Yes, I, I, in fact, I have done a German accent for a show that will come out, uh, I believe, in June. This is a show called Hunters that stars Al Pacino. We loved the first season. It was awesome. Yeah. In the second season, you will you will see me playing uh, a German. So Oh, I love that. So we have a, a one of our, our, our greatest friends is B. Claudia. She lives in Germany. She never misses a show. So say hi to B. Claudia in German. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, I do not actually speak the language. I'm only. <laughs> I mean the accent. What the accent though? Yeah, say accent. it. Hello, B. Hello, B. Claudia. There you go. You'll that be is Claudia. So cool. I'll be Jim. We'll get along perfectly. <laughs> okay, so go back to a woman, a female actor, yes, yes. actress that you would love to work with. Ah, yeah, female actress I would love to work with. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe Olivia Colman. Oh I'm yeah, still German, but I don't need to be. Uh, yeah, Olivia Coleman would be terrific. Uh, my wife and daughter, as I said, Taylor Meskimen is an actress. And well, an tell actor. us, tell us about your daughter. Tell us about now. your daughter now. My daughter is, uh, yeah, she's an actress and a singer, and she's an audiobook narrator. And, uh, and what's her name? What's her? Taylor. Taylor Meskimen. Taylor Meskimen. Well, we, I listen, Jimmy. I have people that are listening. I want them to get it right. Okay, well, it's Taylor Meskimen. She's there an audiobook narrator, and uh, also is does voiceovers and animation and stuff. And, Somebody's at the door. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, we, How we many have, dogs do you have? We have three. We have three of them. Two crazy dogs. We have three crazy ones. Oh, it's the gardener. It's the gardener. You yeah, know, maybe this is a good time <laughs> to end off. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, we have we, we love dogs. We have the same thing. If our gardener rings a doorbell, they go nuts. I'm surprised yeah. she's not like freaking out. Yeah, he's sleeping. Okay. Kind of like fun. So has Taylor? Uh, is Taylor? Uh, so I, does she do voices like you do? Like, did you help her learn how to do all the different? You voices? Know, she does some accents, and uh, she's not an impressionist, but that's fine. I mean, that's a very personal kind of ridiculous calling. But uh, she does uh, audiobooks and uh, voiceovers for radio and TV, and she's very, very talented. I think. So uh, she's, you know, we're she's the third generation in our family that's taking up the acting business. So I think she has a lot of of knowledge and a lot of uh, skills. Um, TaylorMeskimen.com, is that right? Do we have a website for you? Not oh, she's oh, tell her to come out. Tell and her say to come hi. and say hi. Come over here just for a minute and say hi to these these guys. Five million people will be looking at. Hey, Taylor, come, come close. Oh, look, she's beautiful. You're beautiful. I, I, I come come close. Hi. No, closer so we can see your face. You can see her face. Oh, she is beautiful. You're beautiful. Hi, she's congratulations, a beautiful girl. I wish you all the best in everything that you're doing, and um. <laughs> And I'm I'm gonna look you up because I yeah. actually I'm producing like nine different films. I'm a producer. I'm not an actor. He's the actor. But I'm producing like nine different films. And so if I if I have anything that we might be able to use you in, I can like uh, get in touch with your dad to get in touch with you, or for your dad too. You never know. You never know. Or, never his, know. or maybe we could get uh, his mom out of retirement well, or something. Three of them. Yeah. You don't think, think you don't think mom would do it anyway? I, I bet if we bye Taylor, bye Taylor. I bet if we offered her something juicy and quick, she'd do it. <laughs> you know what? Pretty we, juicy, we, pretty quick, but all right. We never retire. I'm 82 years old in May. I should be dead or retired. I'm not retiring. Good for you, know, you. Who, Good for who, you. Who, who was who was the actor? We just we had a very big actor on our show not long ago. Famous one. Who was it? That said, I I intend to die in front of a camera. And he was like 80 something years older than I. I who, forgot. We like the older. It was a big movie star. Is he going to be with Alec Baldwin? No. <laughs> no, no. Alec Baldwin, somebody's going to murder one day. But no, uh, this actor was, um, I can't remember who it was. And he said, no, I'm going to die in front of a, as I said, are you ever going to retire? He said, no, I'm going to die in front of a camera. And I picked that up. And when people say to me, Ron, you're 82, you're going to retire? No, I'm going to die in front of a camera. Because what else have I got? Am I going to sit home and whittle wood? I mean, make uh, put boats in a bottle. I mean, what do you do when you you're not retired? Look, you're still working. Well, young, you're, you're not my age, but you're on your way. <laughs> now, when you're 82, are you going to work or retire? 
I hope to keep working. Yeah, I'm like you. I want to drop yeah, die, die in front of a camera. So die let's talk. Camera. Let's talk. Maybe, to... I, I wouldn't mind if the camera was off. You know, I think that's okay. I don't need that last take, you know, to be on YouTube. Why? How wonderful it would be. A dying scene that people can't critique. They can't say he was lousy at it. <laughs> sure. Sure. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I don't know. You're going to get an Oscar. You get an Oscar for that performance. Yeah. A posthumous Nobody Oscar. Nobody beat Ron Russell's dying scene. That's for sure. So, <laughs> but uh, seriously, I'm, I'm so intrigued now with your mom knowing that she played with Cary Grant and stuff. Please talk to her about it and tell her that. You know, I have watched that show in brief with my kids. Uh, and she was just very, very sweet and momsy looking and very um, understanding as a mother, a character. Was she like that in real life? Well, she was different, but she was still a great mom. She was not Marion Cunningham. She was her own character and uh, her own, you know, personality. A very ambitious, hardworking, tough lady, uh, loving and sweet and funny. And she raised my sister and I uh, as a single mom most of the time and, and did a great job. Did you well, that I raised both my daughters singularly, and I respect people that can do it. Yeah. And it's, you can read about e her. not uh, easy. You can read all about it in her book, which oh, is called book. My Days, Happy and Otherwise by Marion Ross, which we got her to write. We, we put her together with a ghostwriter, uh, David Laurel, and they completed this book, which great was title. four years now, ago. Repeat, my days happy and otherwise yeah yeah repeat that title again slowly because we we have all we have some old people that watch this show so wrote, say that book again slowly i'm just typing it in so you'll be able to there we go my days yeah. happy and otherwise because you know we have a lot of people like my age or close to it and they don't hear so well or get it so quickly i'm and sorry <laughs> no, you know what'll happen. I'll get like nine million emails saying, "Ron, what was the name of that thing?" And I really haven't got the time to answer. You don't have no. time for that. No, well, I mean, he I won't would, remember it, it either. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you're right. He won't remember it. So you wrote it. I did not write it, but my uh, we put my mom together with a ghostwriter named David Laurel. No, I mean you wrote it on the screen. Yeah, no, she's going to put it up there for us. Yeah, <laughs> the title. It's, it's right here. No, my my day, my days happy it'll, and other. Okay, so there. everybody my age, if you want to hear about things that went on in our time, I would suggest you buy the book, soft copy or hard, whatever you like, over so easy. Uh, <laughs> is, is it on that thing where you watch it on the computer and you Kindle. read it? What is it called? Uh, Kindle. Kindle. Is it on? I think probably it is, and it's also an audio book where you can hear her narrate. Oh, what's better than an audio book when you're and, driving? And Ron, Ron Howard did the uh, uh, the foreword, and he narrates oh. the foreword on, on the audio book. Anson Williams of Happy Days, oh. several other people, and and myself. And uh, uh, yeah, it's a really it's a really lovely book, and it tells about well, her story of getting started in Hollywood at an early now, age. Now, now that it's on audio, we'll get it. Because we drive in two hours into L.A. like today. We're leaving right after the show to go to a red carpet. Okay. And if, if we had it, I snap it in and we lay back and listen to it. Yeah. Actually, so, we've had Don Most on the show, too. He was a great guest. We had a oh, lot yeah. yeah Don is great. I've known him since he was about uh, seven years old. <laughs> Does your mother name drop a lot in the book? Uh, well, I mean, she talks about, yeah, I mean, name dropping that, is kind of a, a disingenuous way of putting it, but uh, she. No, no, she no, 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 no. I mean, name mentions dropping. the people, the famous people, of course. You mentioned yeah. the famous people that she I mean, worked with. Yeah, but she doesn't kiss and tell. No, no, no kiss and tell. I mean, dropping names like hi, I knew Barbara Streisand, that kind of yeah. thing. Because yeah. our, our fans love that. That's why I'm so popular. Yeah, we don't see name dropping as a no, negative no, thing. No, no, no. <laughs> they, they, my nickname is Mr. Hollywood, by the way. 
Okay. And that's because I always talk about everybody I knew growing up in Hollywood. My mother was a silent movie actress. I knew wow. Gloria Swanson when I was nine years old. And Mae Murray was my mother's best friend who made a film with Valentino. So I have a great background history. My sister married a motion picture producer. My daughter Deirdre is an actress. I'm an actor. So we're like you. You know, it's all around us. I yeah. know what the hell I'm talking about. I lost train of what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it was a point somewhere I was getting to, but I forgot it. So you guys... Uh, but anyway, get, 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 get this book. Get I think book, it's going to be good. My days, happy and otherwise. You know what? Get the audio. I'm more excited about the audio than reading the book. And yeah, follow... it's a really interesting story. I think you'll like it. I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait because I know she's going to talk about so many things that I remember or places I remember. Oh, they want to uh, know on, in, uh, in the chat room, are you... Um... Are you on other social media besides Instagram? Are you on Twitter or any of the other ones? I am on Twitter, Jim Ross Meskimen. Okay. There oh, there she. Oh, wow, she got it up there quick. Okay. That's where I can even type it in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Instagram, uh, Instagram at Jim Pressions, and also on TikTok now, at uh, I think it's at Jim Meskimen or just Jim Meskimen on TikTok. We've been feeding TikTok a lot lately, and it's it's a lot of fun. Yes, I'm on TikTok, even though I'm not. I, I'm on none of that crap. Jimmy puts it on. I have no idea what the hell to do. You know, <laughs> we just we just bought we just bought a Tesla. Listen to this, and we're in the showroom, and the guy is going on for an hour telling us what the car does. And I looked at Jimmy and I said, "Are you ever going to learn this? Because now we have to open our car with our cell phone. I'm going to commit suicide soon. Wow. Because it's not. Oh, that car is ridiculous. That Tesla." I mean, what it, do, it doesn't do, I asked the guy, I, I had to be vulgar, but I said, does it give you head? He said, he mm -hmm. started to laugh. He said, well, we'll program that soon. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, technology today has gotten to a point where you have to really be uh, 10 years old and learning. So right. how, do you, how do you find TikTok and Instagram and all those other crappy things? How do you know how to do it? Well, uh, you know, you got to mess around with it. You got to try it out. Uh, I, I like YouTube the best. And, and that's one thing. That's yeah, I'm great. on YouTube. We have a million shows on YouTube. You know, I interviewed everybody from uh, Betty Davis to uh, Lauren Bacall to I mean, I really interviewed the biggies mm -hmm. and I asked them questions and nobody dare answer. So for all of you out there, if you want, go to YouTube. So many of my celebrity uh, Tippy Hedren was the best when we talked about Hitchcock. Mm -hmm. And I love my uh, the Jane Russell. In God, set the record straight. I may interrupt for just a second, Ron, because you're very. There's Hitch. There's Hitch. The great Alfred Hitchcock. Voice we've not heard for some. You go so fast into character. It's amazing how quickly you go into character. I hope that you're not recipient blunt instrument anytime soon. Oh my God, that is so good. He's wonderful. He's really a voiceover. That's a really. I mean, you really have an ear, ear for voices. You really do. Oh wait, do and that a, again. And a uvula for voices as well. Do 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 the do the, the do it again. Do the Alfred Titchcock again, and just say you're watching the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. You're watching the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, and isn't that something better that you could turn to? <laughs> I'm sure uh, I'm gonna there clip is. That off. I'm going to clip that off. I'm sure there is. But no, you're really terrific. I mean, I could see why that they hire you because you're quick. You know, a lot of voiceover people they have to warm up, as they say. 
You're, I mean, I, you, <laughs> no, 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 no. You could go to, you could go, you could go to a session, sit at a, at a mic, and then just go on and off, which is wonderful. Well, that's the, all the all the pros that I work with. They're all fast like that. They're quicker than me. I, I've worked with the best in animation. Oh, you're quick. I don't think anybody's right. quicker than you. I don't. Think oh, so. all right, you've got me. But no, still, no, there's quick. some very talented people out there, and they, you have to be fast. It's just like any professional has. Jimmy to be Stewart. To Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Oh, I'm trying to finish a statement here, Ron. You're you're cutting me off worse than that uh, uh, Charlie Rose. God's Humphrey, 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 Bo Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart. And a lot of people don't remember Bogart's voice, but they should because it's oh a very God, dynamic sort of voice. Are, you are fucking incredible. Excuse my language, <laughs> but you are really the best I've ever heard. Let me oh, give you right. one. Let me give you one more. Okay. Um, uh, James Cagney. Ah, you know he's not really my wheelhouse. Uh, love Jimmy Cagney though. Love him. I uh, need to study up on him. He was one of those guys that talked so fast, like Noel Coward. They just had a velocity. About no, wait, how about Ed Sullivan? How about, uh, well, uh, thank you very much, uh, <laughs> Ron. Uh, not a lot of people remember the great <laughs> Ed Sullivan. And so here's the Beatles. <laughs> you are terrific. That, that is I'm always recording like you. I have all these. I could just do a show them. like this all day. We don't need another. We could just do, just uh, do this. Because we got to let you go in a second. But uh, yeah. wait, wait, one more, one more wait. actor. Can go. you do Christopher Walken? Can I do? Well, yeah. I mean, he's probably uh, one of the most uh, imitated Jimmy right. actors of all time because <laughs> he's got this crazy way of. Breaking you, up you, you know, we grew up in the same oh my God, we, we grew up so in the same neighborhood. I know Chris. I used to take the subway home with him at night. He yeah. was work he was doing um King and I and we would come back from Manhattan. Uh, Chris is a really great great fella. His, his um, aunt used to give us our birthday cakes in the bakery, Walkins Bakery. Walkins yeah. like Bakery, nice. Walkins. Nice. But they had some great crawlers. Yes. <laughs> no, I give these little bits of to do's and people love it they find a little bit more about their favorite actor so you guys followed but you are really terrific if i ever need a voiceover you're the guy we're going to hire you in a second i appreciate because... it thanks a lot you guys great talking to you thank you everybody follow jim oh, on going? instagram yeah we got to go it's oh, at jim impressions we want to thank harlan wonderful. ball real quick for uh setting this whole thing up so thanks harlan jim, jim i had a jimmy i really had a very good show a fun time i so enjoyed you you're so talented. What more can I say? But come back again. Thank you Thanks, so much. You were terrific. Bye-bye. And say, hi, well. to your, say right. hi to your mother. Say hi I to will. your mother from us. Okay. Bye-bye, baby. What a fun wow. guy. Do you believe the voices, how he does them so well? And he does it just and like he, that. In a second, you know, dime. I mean, he just went from Jimmy Stewart to Humphrey Bogart. I mean, God, he's good. And those actors are old-time actors. So we're going to take a quick music break, you guys. We're going to play. Uh, so Randy Edelman wrote Weekend in New England for Barry Manilow but we're going to play the Randy Edelman version real quick. And then when we come back, we're going to be coming back with the scene snobs, Mick and Casey. So here it is, everybody. Randy Edelman, Weekend in New England. Last night, I waited. Where nothing is clear 
everybody we're back that was randy edelman weekend in new england um that's his version obviously Beautiful barry manilow had a different one but it's a fabulous song and he's I'm, written i was so just many telling jimmy seeing pictures of him young i think i met him years ago some at something in town when i lived in in beverly hills um yeah i have to talk to randy about it when i see him so now we're going to bring on our next guest Yay! you guys let's go for that one that's a biggie that's a funny one here we go guys yeah, yeah. There, there you are. There, there you Hello, are. There everyone. How are you, gentlemen? How are, how, how are you? you? 
How's your parents? I'm doing well. You know who doesn't want to spend a weekend in New England? Who? Oh, this guy. Especially <laughs> Connecticut. Oh, hey, you back off Connecticut. That's where I'm from, and it's fantastic. Connecticut, where, where do you live in Connecticut? Uh, I'm from, actually, the northwest corner. Uh, Lakeville is where I grew up, the okay. Salisbury, that area. So it was very, very quaint, very, you know, there were like 1,600 people total in my town. It was a very small, small town. I so. love Connecticut. I have friends up there. Lara Spencer lives up there. Quite a few people I know live up in Connecticut. Cheap taxes. <laughs> no, cheap like people, am I right? Oh, no, really. The taxes. <laughs> now, you could own a million-dollar house and pay, like, nothing for taxes, whereas in New Jersey or Long Island, you're going to pay a fortune. So I know okay, that, a I can't lot argue of, that. Yeah. a lot of them moved to Connecticut because of the taxes. So hold on. Let's do some intros. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, Mick Manhattan, and Casey Ryan Plot, also known as Casey the Madman from the Scene Snobs. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. We're happy to have you back. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we love it. We love coming on here. We Absolutely. Asked, we, we asked you the last time you were coming on. We're asking you again. Scene Snobs, where that come from? Uh, it's just, uh, I, I don't even, it, it just kind of like popped in my head as something that seemed pretty interesting. We have, a here in the DC area, we have, uh, this thing called the sports junkies and they're a radio show that just, you know, regular, normal sports radio in the morning show. And I was like, that seems catchy. It's, you know, it's pretty interesting. We we're coming off our last show, which was mystery elephant. And we were like, all right, well, yeah, I got to think of something that like, kind of like sticks and the scene snobs just sort of pop in it also helps that we're very snobby no but it's, it's true a good, no it, it's a good name because it, it opens a lot of dogs you know or doors and you're thinking opens a lot of dogs doors don't get smart with me he does that too. No, it he's, does that he's too. starting yes. in already he's starting in already this homo bastard i mean really so boys how's it swinging any any action any cute girls around or what What's a little on? to the left you know i'm still single i actually uh started to try to jump back in the dating game so i'm using uh you know any reality shows on netflix as my blueprints i'm Especially figuring that'll the help you know swindler that's what he's using the tinder the swindler's been really helpful so did you actually watch that show the tinder swindler i did it was pretty crazy was it any good? I didn't watch it. It was a fascinating story in uh, how hu the human mind works. I'll say that. Uh, how easy it is for people to just be sucked into the name of love. It's unfortunate. It really so is. Tinder, so wild. Tinder is the, the app that people go on to for sex, for casual sex. And so there was a, a guy who was the Wait, Tinder swindler. You can have sex off of Tinder? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I had no you idea. told me. I you know I don't even know what it is. I've never even heard of it. Is that like the other one, the gay one? What's it called? Raking or grinder? Grinder. Grinder. Yeah, that's the Tinder's Wait, like the straight grinder. I've we been lost on all the side ones, like plenty of fish. <laughs> now listen, we 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 had just finished doing a haunted house show at the uh, Kings Park Insane Asylum on Long Island, which has been abandoned for years, and we're driving back to uh, Manhattan. But we're and, still in the parking lot. And we're in the parking lot. And a friend of ours is on. And there's nothing around. No. And a friend of ours is on Grinder, And he's talking to some guy that's at the railroad station. And they're going to hook up. So we had to. I was fascinated. It was thought, fascinating that we were in the middle of I nowhere. Mean, and like, the guy's grinder went off in the middle of you know, nowhere. I, and I said, to, <laughs> no, I said to him years ago in my day, you had to walk Third Avenue for hours to get picked up. Now, my God, you go on Grindr and you're meeting on a railroad. It's like stupid. But anyway, uh, technology, huh? 
how far well, we've I, come. I, I think it could be dangerous because what if the guy's a nut? Uh -huh. That's oh. kind of what this Tinder swindler is about. It is dangerous. There are people who will take advantage of you. People who will try to, you know, use you and, and you. in have this I case, kill, take money. There's, there has been murders. Absolutely. It's terrible. Yeah. It, it is scary. So you know, is the, it a documentary? I mean, a pedophile. Oh, yeah, it is. Yep. It's a documentary, okay. Pe pedophiles must be in their glory with this thing. Yeah, yeah. that's one of the big things is making yeah. sure there's age restrictions and, you know, ensuring so, the safety of minors because it's scary so space. Why, why don't they get rid of all these sites? They're not necessary. Go back to the old way, hunting. Hunting was fun. Well, I yeah. mean, you know, you couldn't carry a bow and arrow right out in the open without a license. So I just, no. <laughs> in, in my day, we in my day we had a thing called a dances. Every Saturday night, someplace would have a dance with a big swing band and an orchestra, and we would get all dolled up, the guys and the girls, all beautiful, and we would meet at these dances and then hook up. Not hook up because I can't say that. I just learned last night what hook up means. Sex. We would meet girls and date them. Uh, it was wholesome and nice, you know. Yeah, those days are over now. They're like, well, no, that that's not necessarily true. I've seen in especially smaller towns where, like, they might have a pavilion or or a dance hall or something where they'll still do that. The only problem with it is the sharks and the jets come out, and then everybody's just going. <laughs> yeah, because when you're a jet, you're a jet for life. So you got to be careful with that. <laughs> not, good. not good. Not good. Did you know I auditioned for West Side Story? No, you did. That's awesome. When I, when I was young and I lied and I said I was a trained dancer and they had us lined up on a, on this platform and the guy, the first one said, okay, go. I said, well, I'm not good. He said, no, <laughs> go. <laughs> just go. And on my way out, I heard him say to the guy, he's so full of shit. He's a trained dancer. <laughs> I lied. What can I tell you? Hey, you got to sometimes, right? It works. Oh, show business. Show business is all lies. Are you kidding? You can't get in. You can't get your foot in the door unless you bullshit your way in. Well, Ron, yeah, what's, you know what's the biggest lie you've told to the get biggest, like, the, big, the biggest lie I told was when I was married to my wife and had two children. I never uh, admitted being gay. That was the. So this. the lie was you told her you were straight. <laughs> no, I, no, we never. No, no, no. We never discussed it. I lived a lie. That's my point. I lived a horrible lie, and I today regret it because. But you know, we divorced. It wasn't because of my gayness. It was because of other reasons. But um, in fact, after we divorced, I mentioned being gay, and she said, "Oh yeah, right, you're gay. Give me a break." She couldn't believe it. So that was my greatest lie. How about you? What was your biggest lie? Uh, I was just going to say something along the lines of like putting on that I do scuba diving to get. A <laughs> Um, that that's not a big lie. Come on, give me a big lie. Uh, I, now I'm like in the corner. I don't know. I'm like, how do you? I don't like have like if your if your mother if your mother asks you if your mother asks you do you do drugs? That's a big lie. No, actually, in Casey, uh, they just legalized weed in um, Virginia where we live in July 1st. Mm -hmm. And Casey can last test year. it. Yeah, I, yeah, last year. I think I've done it, what, maybe like a handful of times in my life. At best. And I never yeah. really touched the stuff. I was never. And now I'm all about it. <laughs> You're kidding. It's now, been it's, legal here forever. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I don't like being high out of control. It doesn't work for mm -hmm. me. That's fair. Uh, I, I, I no. pop a gummy and I'm good. I just sell. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Night. No, when I was about 18 years old, there was this girl, Louise, that I was so in love with. And she came from the other side of tracks. She was a very wealthy girl from a wealthy family. And 
you know, you couldn't like touch up to her, I thought, because here I was a stupid guinea from Brooklyn. And um, I went, took her on a date. Finally, I got a date with her and I took her to a dance and I remember drinking Seagram Seven. Oh my God, I got so oh, man. And I threw up all over her practically. Her father had a fit when I brought her home. And that night when I went to bed, my feet were going over my head and I thought I was going to die. I vowed I will never, ever drink again. Yeah, oh. seven and seven. I got really sick oh. on seven and seven in college. I've never had vomit. It since. I mean, you vomit and then you, yeah. you're sick like you've never been sick in your life. That was I one mean. of those learning drinks where you're trying to trying stuff out and find seven and seven, and just puke and go. All right, well, next. Jack well, I was I was so nervous dating this debutante broad that I kept drinking to relax, and I yeah, I relaxed. Okay, I threw up all over her on the table. We were sitting; she was opposite me, and it just came out. And it slid on the table and went in her lap. I was so upset. That's but, hilarious. You know, so wait, Mick, but wait, wait, wait. Then I met her about thirty years later, and she was about two hundred and forty pounds, and not oh, seven and sevens. No, not the beautiful girl she was when I knew her. She didn't age well. And I thought to myself, look at me, bitch. I'm still good looking. <laughs> <laughs> no, so wait, Mick, that. where are you actually? You're in Virginia? Yeah, we're in Virginia. We're, uh, I live in a small town. Um, Casey and I both uh, are, you know, we're out here. Uh, I moved out to a small town three years ago. I was just like, I need country life for a while. Where, where do you live in Virginia? Winchester, Virginia. It's like a little oh, I, I, I know, I know Winchester. That's where my yeah. sister lives, I yeah. think. Yeah, his Jimmy's, oh, really? oh, Jimmy's, wow. sis, Jimmy's sister lives in Winchester. We were just there not long ago. I think that's where well, she lives. Yeah, Winchester. I think uh, next time you're out there, we're both right next to you. Let's, uh, yep. let's, uh, it, it was, it oh, was, you live there too, Casey? I do. I'm actually about 40 minutes away from him in a place called Marshall. All the all I remember all the houses were far apart with like land between mm -hmm. them yeah, oh yeah. and very farmy looking and it was raining it was winter and it was raining and it was gloomy and horrible and I hated it because I don't <laughs> like the east, I don't like the east coast in winter Yeah cold rain anywhere. is the worst cold rain that. is the worst that. weather on earth But I have been through Virginia in the summer months and I went to the Blue Ridge, is it the, called Blue the, Blue, Ridge Mountains. the Blue Ridge yeah, Mountains? Mountains? Nothing on this in the earth is beautiful as the Blue Ridge Mountains in the summer. Oh That's my god, stunning. That's why my wife and I moved out of here because oh, it's, like, it's it gorgeous, is gorgeous, rolling hills of green. And oh, it's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. So, Virginia is a very and you can live cheaply there also. The yeah. taxes yes. are low and the houses are low. Yep. So, so you guys, everybody who doesn't know Casey and Mick, they host a, a great show called The Scene Snobs. It's on the Scene Snobs Network. Um, tell one of you guys tell us, tell everybody a little bit about your show. Casey, I'm gonna let you do this, but you have to do it in your Christopher Walken voice. I don't know if they want to hear the entire thing like that. That guy <laughs> can be tough, you know, because he just goes on and on and on. But the scene snobs, it basically, it's a couple of guys who talk about crazy things going on in entertainment with news and adventures. Like, sometimes we have topics, we get to them. Sometimes we don't. We ramble, and we just talk like crazy. It's wild. It's a good time. You should definitely check us out. And when is it? Well, you know, I just said... Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. You can okay. find us there. 9 p.m. Eastern the, time. The show prior to Eastern. your show now, we just had a guest on who does voiceovers. And I told him, I used to ride the BMT subway with Chris Walken from Manhattan to Astoria, where we lived. 
his aunt had a bakery called Walkins Bakery on uh, 31st Street and Broadway in Astoria, where I got my birthday cakes. And Chris Walken does not speak that way to either one of you. <laughs> Chris Walken has an Astoria accent, which is a Queens accent, which is very close to a Brooklyn accent. Uh, he's changed his speaking now that he's a big actor. But uh, when I watch him work, it doesn't sound like he used to sound because he used to sound like like sort of like this. Um, go over there and find something nice to do because I can't do too much now. You know, I got to relax a little. I was working in uh, Broadway on uh, you know, King and I. Iran, you know, tired. It's a lot of work. And that's how <laughs> that's that's, really well done. that is perfect. <laughs> that's how he spoke because that's how I spoke also. I have a Brooklyn Astoria accent because we moved from Brooklyn to Astoria. So I have a Brooklyn Queens accent, which I maintain because it gives me work. So everybody, the scene snobs, uh, you know, like we we uh, know a lot of podcasters and people who have shows, but really these two guys are some of my favorite, uh, probably top top five of the podcast. Um, you know, Ron and I have been on a ton of podcasts. They're probably in the top five of all the other podcasts that aren't I mean, ours. Some of them wow. is such and, shit. Uh, I don't know what the hell they're doing. And they're really, <laughs> they're really a lot of fun. I mean, some of them, I, I, they invite me on. I have a nervous breakdown. I say to Jimmy, what in the fuck did you do? You put, I mean, I wind up doing the show. They just sit there like, like, broken tomatoes and i'm i'm doing the show for them they don't know what to ask they don't know how to maintain they're, they're nobodies they're just people that said guess what i have a, a round light and i could do a show <laughs> and it's it's just not happening but you guys and the other ones i like of course i love the new jersey ones they, the wise what are they called oh yeah he likes the guineas the wise from guys. oh i love my wise guys i don't know if you guys know those guys oh that yeah, show, yeah, show oh that show is fabulous uh, we, i've been on it a couple of times i love going on it what is it called the wise guys yeah, i think it's the wise See, guys. i wouldn't i would use my jersey accent on the show but casey tells me not to he says constantly why, it's, why, it's why terrible not? because it's awful and all i can think of is scrap yards and strip clubs right next to them it was just all <laughs> no, i remember no, no, seeing perfect. it's all <laughs> it's no, perfect what? no 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 you listen to me listen to me <laughs> anybody that polishes up their accent becomes phony when you use like joyzy joyzy city you know i'm from joyzy when you use joyzy you're going to get a lot of people that like you because you have warmth speaking perfect english is almost shakespearean or whatever the fuck that is precisely it's, proper diction <laughs> it's phony be yourself because you know what what made Cary Grant who he was, was he was himself. He never acted. He was Cary Grant. And people that are successful are not successful being somebody else. They're successful being themselves. Yeah. And if you, that's, I, that's a success to our Look show. At Jack Nicholson. He's like the and, same and in Jimmy, every movie. You know, the reason why our <laughs> show is so successful is because Jimmy and I are regular people. We don't come off as some other shit. We talk like everybody else talks. And we say the things that, the dark fans ask and i think that he should do the jersey accent there's nothing wrong with it it's well, a very, a it's a warm it's a, it's a warm accent i spent a lot of years well when i get mad I, it, it comes, oh, it out, comes but, out uh <laughs> i spent a lot of years in a living in a lot of places so like it kind of evened out into a lot of different accents well me, me too i lived in florida and california i can have a california accent oh it's real neat you know that shit <laughs> i hate that <laughs> I mean, when they speak, you know, I love when I'm, I live in California and they say to me, you have a New York accent. And I say, thank God, because if I spoke like you, I'd sound like a flaming fag. 
which we can say that because we're gay. <laughs> some of the some of these guys out here, they speak like queers. I mean, girls. I mean, I have drag queen friends butcher than them. No, these I've had some guys. You sure you're not gay? And they say, oh, I'm not gay. Well, you sound it. <laughs> so you guys have seen Snobs this Tuesday nights. And mm -hmm. one thing I want to, first of all, I want to talk, uh, I don't, and I don't know if Casey collects action figures, but I, Mick and I have this like thing for action figures. If you guys follow him on um, Instagram, it's at the scene snob. Um, and actually, uh, Casey is at Plotimus21, P-L-O-T-T-I-M-U-S-21, but he doesn't post shit, so it's not really worth it. <laughs> totally fair. I'm not as cool. Uh, I'm just not um, <laughs> But if you, if you follow the scene snob on Instagram, like he always does like all these unopenings and unveilings of all this cool stuff. You can see a whole bunch of it in his background back there. Um, I love it. He collects Funko Pops. So tell us all the different things you collect. Uh, so Fun Funko Pops, one of the main ones. I have a lot of those. Uh, I collect like the memorabilia. Like I got the uh, Stormbreaker and the Captain America shield from the movies. Um, Is you it know, signed? You have to get it signed. I do want to get it signed. I haven't yet, um, but I do. I collect some autographs, uh, posters, things like that. These right here. You're a horror fan, so you'll love it. So, but like the Todd McFarlane movie maniacs. Yes, I love them. I have all those. If yeah, Jimmy should private video you. His, oh no, he's seen it. His collection oh, yeah. is, a, is a joke. I love. I, oh no, he he's got everything known to man, and he's got about seven inches of dust on all of it. <laughs> and I tell him soon they're going to disappear because you're not going to know what they are. They'll be just blocks of dust. So I have a question though for you then. So you take a lot of your Funko Pops. You I, take I interrupted me again, homosexual. I don't care. I'm talking. I don't give um, a shit. We're talking about now, action figures. Now, wait a figures. minute. So the question I was going to ask you is, do you dust your dolls and stuff? We don't call them uh, dolls. We call I, them action I, figures. <laughs> <laughs> Statuettes. Uh, yeah, I, I set them up, you know, in, in certain areas and stuff. It's like, you know. Well, kinda... tell Jimmy to clean his fucking dolls. They're all filthy. <laughs> <laughs> I do it once a year. <laughs> so I, I have a question. Wait, wait. I, I want to go back to that though. So like, I have a question, like, because you unbox all my Funko Pops are all in boxes. I've never taken them out of the boxes. You unbox a lot of them, which I could fit a whole bunch more if I took everything out of the boxes. And they won't be worth save, anything. But do you save all the boxes for all of them then someplace? No, not all of them. Some of the like the bigger ones I do, uh, and a couple of special editions I do. But for the most part, like I just want to set them up and you know on display. So like when like when my kids run in, they like to look at them and stuff like that so and yeah, when I, I come over we get to play with them and we set them true. up and have big battles and everything it's wonderful we need to have like a video camera set up so you could just film casey and i on the floor just playing with the most of the figures it's well, radical i'm a flash gordon fan from the buster crab flash gordon when i was a kid and jimmy gave me for christmas in 1936 is it? 38 1938 strata sled toy of the original flash gordon it's wonderful nice. and i and i have flash gordon dolls that he got me with the uh the gun that he had and all that shit and i'm dying to take him out and play with them but i think then they'll put me in a home <laughs> no <laughs> they will, you should they'll, enjoy your life don't no, let anyone else no, dictate no. that come on take him out play with J it have fun. jimmy will put me in a no, I wouldn't. A senior center play for I have mentally all mine. Ill. I have my favorite ones to sit on my desk next to my computer so I can just look at them when I'm like typing and shit. You know, yep. like my favorite one of my favorite action figures is my Lance Henriksen from the X uh, from a uh, media. What's it called? What was that show? 
Uh, oh, uh, Millennium. Millennium, yeah. Like yeah, but am. Jimmy gave me a Humphrey Bogart doll in a trench coat with a hat. Wonderful. A, a Cary Grant small. doll that's beautiful. Big Cary Grant. And original Howdy Doody, who I love. Oh, right. very oh much. Howdy Doody. That's amazing. That's cool. Well, I grew up with Howdy. It's yep. Howdy Doody time. It's Howdy Doody time. Bob Smith and Howdy Do. Say Howdy Do to you. Let's give a rousing Hello. cheer. Goes Howdy Doody's here. Oh, my God. Come on, open. kids. Let's go. I I was a fan. I love I thought they were real people. Hang on, I makes asking you a question. So what you're a fan of you're a fan of Flash Gordon, the old school Flash Gordon. We know we did the movie in the eighties. If they redid a movie now, what young actor today would you guys like to see play him? Play Flash Gordon? Yeah. None, oh, wow. none. There's nobody that could do it. Timothy Chalamet? Christopher Chris Hemsworth. I think he could do it. Ooh. No, oh, I think no, Chris Hemsworth no, could do no, it. No, no, no. You had to have a certain look to be. I mean, I love the second one. You know what's his name? Who's we want on our show? I think Timothy Damn Chalamet Jones. is too faggy. I don't think. But, he's no. <laughs> Buster, 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 I like him as an actor. We just oh, saw. This, yeah. We just saw a movie with him that he was the gay guy, a gay like a gay love story that he was in recently. Yeah, but, Buster, but he couldn't play that. Larry Buster Crabb was perfect. You know, there are some actors that make something like Charlie Chan. Uh, Sidney Tola was the only one that was Charlie Chan. The rest look like shit. Um, you cannot, when you establish a character, it's you own it. And today they try to remake it and it doesn't work because the the one that owned it I think did Li it. I think Liam Hensworth could do it. Nobody could do it because I still see Buster Larry Buster Crabb doing it. And yeah, but what about the guy who did it in the 80s that we've been trying to get on the show? Yeah. Um, I forgot his name. Sam Jones. Sam, Sam Jones. Sam Jones. Sam Jones was a lookalike almost. <laughs> when they made Sam Jones blonde, they made him almost look like Buster Crab. I would say Sam Jones was nah. No. I like Sam Jones from the Ted movies. You know, you look, like, exactly. look, the Ted movies. Look, <laughs> they they re they remade a continuation of Gone with the Wind. It was a bomb. Clark Gable and Vivian Lee own it. Leave it alone. Casablanca, Humphrey Bogart, and Ingrid oh, Bergman yeah. own it. Leave it alone. Don't try yeah. to duplicate it because it won't work. Because it, they own it. They they really own those films. Now, even that, uh, the side characters in that scenario with Claude Rains. Uh, speaking of Casablanca, he was fantastic. You can't brilliant creating brilliant that chemistry between him and Bogart. No, just no, it's a bit difficult no. to do. I know you guys talk a lot, a lot about movies on your show. What movies are you talking about lately? Uh, Morbius was on one recently. Which, Which one? one? Morbius. Yeah, oh. we, were talking, we we did a review for Morbius. Uh, I heard it sucked. I liked it. Like that was we were talking. I can't about wait. It. I can't wait to see it. I, I went to the store looking for new action what figures. Movie? What Morbius. Movie? What is that? Uh, it's a it's a Marvel comic um, about a vampire and Jared Leto is the star. Another vampire. And uh, Bella Lugosi, the only vampire in the world. No, oh, but I think great. <laughs> I met I met Christopher Lee at Shelby Goodman's house for a big cocktail party. Right. Christopher and I I went over to him and I said, hi, Christopher, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. I'm Ron Russell. And he said, nice to meet you. I said, I just want to tell you, there have been so many vampires and you really do a brilliant job as a vampire. You know what he turned around and said to me? I do more than vampires. <laughs> I have been in many films. And he turned around and walked away. What? So, <laughs> so I, I said that he could hear me. Ah, fuck you. And he heard me. 
And he continued walking. His wife came over and she apologized to me. She said, I'm so sorry. She said she had a cape on, by the way. She thought she was a vampire. She had a floor length <laughs> cape. Imagine a cape, a floor length cape. I thought maybe she took his cape. And she said to me, he gets very upset when people only know him as a vampire. And I looked at her. I said, well, that's what he did the best. And she said, well, don't let him hear you say that. Obviously, you've never seen The Howling too. My Ooh. sister is a werewolf. Strong. <laughs> so wait, go back to the Morbius. So did you like it, Casey? Uh, it was actually, so the way we were setting this up was that he would, Mick was going to tell me how he liked the movie, and then it would inspire me to go and see it. Uh, yeah. And I have actually have tickets to go see it on Sunday. So oh, I'll okay. find out. <laughs> so <laughs> why do you think there's no action figure, new, new action figures? Like I have all the Batman, you know, action figures. How come there's no action figures from morbius do you think uh i i, I don't think it was geared towards kids so yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure there'll be like a neca or something that comes out some collectible but um yeah but the new batman i didn't see it yet it comes out on hbo max on the 18th so it comes out next week in a couple of days and i'll watch it but the new batman isn't really geared towards kids i heard either no and that's why that's weird <laughs> I and the toys are like, awesome, and I have like all yeah. the toys. Well, kids today, look at Disney World now. They're teaching uh, five-year—not Disney schools—are teaching five-year-old kids about homosexuality and about transgenders. So the world has changed. Now we're going to have a bunch of like eight-year-old kids running around in drag because they think it's cool <laughs> to be a transgender. So you know, it's what you teach kids. Uh, Batman is not geared for kids anymore because kids. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, kids, kids have no sense of vengeance or justice, so it's already hard to relate that. Listen, I know Batman when I was a kid, comics. Superman, I loved him, George Reeves. I oh, yeah. loved his Superman. I used to watch it every Saturday whenever it was on. Uh, then we watched all the serials when we went to the movie theaters every week. Uh, Brick Bradford or Flash Gordon or anybody. And then next week, come and see what happened, that shit. It was an exciting time to be kids. Today, if I were five years old, I really don't want to hear about homosexuals. I really don't want to. I'm not really not interested in thinking that somebody gets it up their ass at five years old. Period. <laughs> I don't think that that's the conversation. I don't remember well, Batman well, being about that. That was well, very no, different not, Batman not, than what not I Not about that, but about teaching it in the schools. And I'm gay. I don't think it should be taught in the schools because the kids are going to say, well, homosexuals, men like men. Well, what do they do? Kids learn what men and women do. That's how they make a baby. But now they're going to learn what men do in bed. You know, if I if I were five, how I'd are be, you relating that to the Batman? I would, I would be I would be terrified. I would be terrified as a five year old to find out what gay men do. Okay, period. It's just not the norm or the regular. And it, how are you relating that back to Batman? Because the movie is not related to children. Oh, so who the fuck is it related to? A bunch of no boys? us. It's a related bunch of, to us geeks. A, a bunch yes, of, <laughs> I'm all for a it. A bunch of jerks that never grew up. Yep. No, I like it. So, what other, what <laughs> <Yeah>. other, <laughs> like, like, what are some of your favorite superhero movies? Oh, I mean, right. Well, ba the Batman was great. It was it's amazing. One of the best versions, and I think Spider-Man: really Far it. From Home was pretty great. I haven't uh, seen that yet. I'm no gonna way. get. Oh, no, no Way Home, right? No Way Home. Yeah. yeah they say that's really the cool. highest grossing movie of all time, or something. Yeah. Well, it's Maybe. close, definitely. Um, and I, I feel like Doctor Strange is going to be just as great. Um, Did you like the first Doctor Strange movie? 
I did. I really enjoyed it. It's I, I just thought it was different. okay. I, I don't even like what they did to Batform's costume. He doesn't look like Batman anymore. He looks like a, a leather guy. He <laughs> a little S and M guy. Yeah, he thinks he's an S and M guy. <laughs> he looks like a, 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 really and truly. I'm sure all the S and M people get hard when they look at him. I mean, Superman doesn't even have his nice uniform anymore. Superman wears gray. How boring! Used to be red, white, and blue, which was very patriotic. He had a heart attack when we went and saw Batman versus Superman, and like Superman died at the end. Ron was like having a fucking I heart mean, attack. Could you imagine <laughs> Superman dying? Now that is Hollywood stupidity. <laughs> They don't know what the fuck to do next. They killed they him back, though. They brought him back. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't like that, though, either. He didn't like it's that. like soap operas. They always come back. Yes, it is like a soap yeah, but opera. You know, I wonder how many young kids cried when Superman died. Well, it's not geared towards young kids, remember? Oh, that movie, Superman is not geared to kids? We have to keep Batman, Superman, and... Um, well, you know what, Hollywood? Homosexuality out of schools. Well, yeah. Hollywood is gone with gone with the wind. They wipe their asses in films now. They fart, they shit, they smell. You know, I mean, it's all disgusting shit that we have to do, but we don't need to advertise it and put it on film. My I think what's going on in Hollywood is disgusting, degenerate, and low class and sensationalism to sell a film. And I think it sucks. And I'm in movies. That's so there you go. Fair. But I'm careful of what I'm in. I'm not uh, in movies, so I'm okay. I'm, I'm no, but I'm careful. I, I, I read the script. I get a lot of scripts. If I see something in the script that I'm not happy with, I say, no, thank you. I won't do it. Because, I, well, number one, I will not have blood thrown in my hair because it stains your hair pink. And then you have to bleach your hair to get it out. I'm not about to do that. So I told him in a couple of movies I was in, one particular where I got killed by a rat, a huge rat. I said, do I get blood in my hair? He said, possibly. I said, well, not going to do it. So they made me get killed in the basement where you didn't see me get killed. So, you know, you got to have your Wait, whatever's. Hang on, go back. So what is the, so what are the superhero fans? Like my favorite of all of them is like the first X-Men movies, the first ones before they got mm -hmm. like Jennifer Lawrence and all those people mm -hmm. in it, but back when it was Holly, Halle Berry and all those people, I liked those. Hugh Jackman was amazing. Hugh Jackman. Wolverine. He is my Wolverine, absolutely. Patrick Stewart crushed it uh, as Professor X. They just nailed that cast. Really Nobody well. else could be Wolverine, though. Like yeah. I don't even see. I can't see anybody else playing Wolverine. They were talking about Taron Egerton for a little bit. I couldn't see. Nah, anyone else. no way. I like. We got to accept somebody though. Somebody. I know we're supposed to, but I don't want to. I could see yeah. Taron Egerton though being. Uh, being uh what's the guy up there flash gordon i like taron egerton yeah, he was no good. leave it leave it alone it was they're gonna do it anyway so yeah they're, they're gonna meanwhile i like van sealing no that's lara's name van what the hell is his name the one that, oh he likes van helsing van helsing oh, yeah van helsing that movie that movie was terrific with jack with what's his name hugh jackman hugh yep. jackson that was done well and the visuals were beautiful yeah and it, it had a story you know it was nice mm -hmm. Uh, why isn't Superman for kids anymore? Answer me that question. Well, he no, it, it, he is. He is for kids. But I mean, they're doing levels of things. Like there are movies coming out for kids that are Superman, and then mm -hmm. like you have the Batman versus Superman, which is more geared towards adults. So everybody kind of has a different flavor. Same with Batman. And they have uh, the I mean, cartoons. They still have cartoons that are yeah. always pumping out. So they've got yeah, the, the, those movies that are coming out. The guy that we had on earlier, he's the voice of like, he's in all the Batman right. and Superman. He's in all that stuff. In Years the ago, there was a film. It was, uh, I think it was, was it Batman or Superman? One of them was doing Wonder Woman. It was a porno film. 
and <laughs> no, it, it was. I don't know if that one. Wait, wait, yeah. What? No, seriously, it was out in the 1950s, and a friend of mine got a copy. It had a bunch of us over the house, and we. I was hysterical laughing. It was the funniest thing in the world <laughs> to see Superman, you know, trying to get his leotards down to bang Wonder Woman. <laughs> But it was it was a riot. But that's the the, the, the the worst thing I've ever seen about Superman. Wait know. a sec. So what about like Titans? Do you guys watch Titans? Uh, I, I have not. I started like the first episode. I haven't gotten through it yet. I've only yeah. watched the first season so far. I am a fan, though. I do like it. It was a pretty good. I only watched the first season, too. I, I lose interest of things because there's so many new things that come out and there's not enough time to watch everything. Yep. Um, I think I watched the first two seasons and then after... After that, I didn't like the storyline. You know, I don't like it. I like it when the heroes always everything is goes good with the heroes, and like when they start having all the things where like the heroes are fighting amongst each other and all that stuff. Then yeah, I all like the angst. Uh, I yeah, don't really like it then, and then I change to a different you know story. Well, let's go back to that wonderful actor who passed away, who was Superman, the handsome one. What was his name? Oh, Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve. That was a wonderful Superman. Yeah. I love that one. It was really Superman at his best, and he did all his little stuff. I mean, they should have kept it that way. There's no such thing as old-fashioned in film. Uh, it's just you can't. You cannot keep modernizing Flash Gordon and bringing him up to date. It, it, they did that with um, the Israeli actress that's so beautiful. What's her name? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Actually, I like Wonder Woman. You know, but, I, the but first one take, was good. The second it, one sucks. It takes place Great. in 1940, 45, during the Second World War with the Nazis. And you can't bring it to present day because you lose the whole thing. You're recreating or rewriting a new character. What did you guys think of Wonder Woman? Did you like the first one? Yeah, it was a good movie. The second one's the first one. Yeah, the second yeah. one. Yeah. I, I, do. I, I, have love a I have a movie recommendation for you, Ron. I'd like you to check out. It's called Windfall. It's on Netflix. It's a really well done. Uh, Jason Segel, uh, Jesse Plemons, uh, and Lily Collins starring in it. It takes place in today's world, but it, the way it's shot, the way it's acted, is very reminiscent of like uh, a B noir from maybe like the fifties. Mm -hmm. And it's really well. Yeah, I, I will watch that. that that's loves, interesting. We watch Noir Alley on Saturdays if we're yeah. Home. You know. Some people say that the actors back then were corny. They were not corny. They were actors. Mm -hmm. Today, actors are realisms. They're not actors. They're behaving as themselves. Um, I, I like acting, and I enjoy a part if I have to act. Lots of times, I'll say, Ron, be yourself. And I'll say, but that's, that's not that, that. I do that on my TV show. I want to do it. I want to act. And they say, well, let me see you act. And then suddenly I go into character like, hey, get over here. What are you talking about? I'm going to get that guy over there. You know what I'm saying? Hey. And then that's acting. Mm -hmm. Today, it's they no longer act. They read their lines, and it's so obvious. Years ago, a character, a fly in here. Years ago, a character was written, and an actor performed as the character. That's what I miss about film. Mm. Yeah. You know, have you never you, knew who your actor was going to become. Have you seen Nightmare, Nightmare Alley by chance? No, we. we oh, I, I know the film well. 
No, that's okay. a re. It, they redid it. It's a no. Yeah. That, that was with Tyrone Power and Ann Baxter. Did you like the remake? I love the remake. I oh, really I did. Kate Blanchett was fantastic. No, I Jeez. would never watch the remake because they 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 fucked it up. They made it very politically correct, and I wouldn't watch it. No, Nightmare Alley originally with Ann Baxter and Tyrone Power was fabulous film, shot in black and white. He was a geek in the circus, and the story was great, and it was it, it was a terrific classic piece of work. Um, friends, I have not seen the new one, but friends of mine have, and they said it stinks. Mm. They just they just made it very politically correct. And you can't do that because there are parts of our history where certain people are not there. And you can't do that. You cannot. Marie Antoinette did not have uh, black people Wait, we only in the courts. Minutes. Yeah, like he had a heart attack when... Uh, did you guys ever watch that? that? Netflix had a series, I guess it was at the beginning of the the uh whatever the pandemic and it was called hollywood i think it was about yeah. like oh yeah yeah you know yeah. and he was having a heart attack that you know like uh, because i knew rock hudson i was knew going, rock hudson rock hudson you know had a black lover and he held hands and hands wow. going to the academy awards and, and shit like gay. that and ron was like yeah. having That's a heart attack that would never H happen rock hudson's lover was blonde and blue-eyed and Rock never said he was gay. They found out he was gay in Paris when he was dying from AIDS. And that was a hypocritical, horrible shit. And I, mean, <laughs> I knew I knew Rock Hudson. I, I worked with Rock in, on, on a, a Macmillan and Wife. I was in one of his scenes. And he asked the script girl to reconstruct something because he didn't like the way the line read. All right, though, it we read a go. little feminine. Rock Hudson protected his homosexuality like nobody in the business. So you guys listen up. The scene snobs. You want to watch them Tuesday nights? Tell everybody where they go because we got one minute left uh just head over to the scene we have links to everything everywhere you can you can listen to us on any podcast platform or you can watch us on our youtube channel please and you guys and i really recommend it anybody who likes podcasts they're really talented guys casey's freaking hilarious they're very good together they mix very well together casey's, and they know their stuff so you can casey's really get, one of the funniest guys you can ever. learn you can learn from them it's casey important. is the ron and i'm the mick and hey, uh yep. And it was really nobody, nobody ever will be the wrong. And no one will ever be the Casey. So let's just. <laughs> but we really <laughs> love you guys. We appreciate everything that you guys do. So we want to thank you for coming on. Wish you all the luck with everything that yep. you're doing. And, and uh, have a happy Easter if you celebrate. If not, um, oh, yeah, I forgot have a happy Passover soon also. All right, you, you guys. So thank, thank you, you guys God. so much thank for coming you. on. And remember, everybody, Bye -bye. we're, we're not going to be on the air next week. We're taking a week off. We'll be back on the 27th. Next week, we'll be playing a repeat, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Roxy. Thanks to our guests. We love you guys. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Adopt a pet. They need mommies and daddies. Yeah, we in the mix, it's another episode Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude Chat room is live and you would be a fool Not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Come watch it live on W4CY Radio Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Oh.